Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. Back to The Baldface Truth with John Kanzano on 750 The Game. Number one pick in the NBA draft, Paolo Bancaro, goes to the Orlando Magic. Gonzaga's Chet Holmgren, is he off the board yet? He uh, appears to be going number two to Oklahoma City. Yeah, it looks like it's coming right here. Peter Sampson going to update us here. Uh, We will continue to update you on the draft. Chet Holmgren is the number two pick. He goes to Oklahoma City. Uh, Now uh, we wait for the number three pick in this draft. Uh, while we wait, Jerry Palm, CBS Sports, is checking in with us. Uh, he is a big-time Purdue guy, so he is familiar with the story of Caleb Swanigan. I talked about Swanigan and, uh, you know, really tragic, sobering story uh, earlier this week as he uh, died at the age of 25. He had battled some mental health issues. He had battled weight. Jerry Palm here to talk about it a little bit. Jerry, how you doing, man? I am all right. How are you? Doing okay. We're just tracking the draft a little bit, waiting for the Blazers to make their pick at seven. But I want to talk a little bit about we'll Caleb. Day ninety up yeah. over here. There you go. Pretty, pretty what, maybe while we're still talking, Jay ninety could get that. There you go. Uh, I give us an idea what kind of player Ivy is. You got a chance to watch him at Purdue all year. Electric. I, I don't. I have never seen anybody faster with the ball in his hand in person. Now I never saw John Morant in person. And that's who Jaden patterned his game after. Uh, I never saw Russell Westbrook in person, um, but Jaden's as fast as I've seen anybody with the ball in his hands, and he works very hard on his game. So, you know, he's still got to work on his jump shot, got to work on some things defensively, but uh, um, whoever gets Jaden Ivey is hitting the jackpot tonight. I love that. Uh, you, we were talking earlier today on the phone about Caleb Swan again, and I want to share with our listeners a little bit of your insight. As a Purdue alum and a guy who covers sports at a high level, you have seen a lot uh, of stuff. But a story like Caleb Swan again, it, it was supposed to be a story that was a happy story. It does not end that way. He is dead at the age of 25. What was the reaction there uh, You know, amid the Purdue fan base? Um, the, the Purdue family is devastated uh, to get this news. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, Caleb's backstory is pretty well documented. He was homeless, living in Utah. Um, his, one of his brothers got in touch with Roosevelt Barnes, who is coincidentally a Purdue grad, although that's not really why he ended up at Purdue. But um, Roosevelt adopted him. Um, helped him, you know, get the discipline he needed to become a great basketball player and was, you know, part of uh, a really, you know, sizable support system. And that's actually really why he ended up at Purdue was because Purdue infrastructure was built best to support, to give Caleb Swanigan the support he needed to become not just great, but to sort of, you know, keep his discipline that he needed to, to be great. Um, you ask anybody uh, involved with Purdue basketball, they will tell you he's the hardest working player anybody has ever been around. And Matt Painter has been with the program for 19 years. 
and played with Glenn Robinson, who was had a very high motor. Uh, but um, nobody worked harder than Caleb Swanigan. Um, nobody played with the intensity of, of uh, Swanigan. And um, but off the court, he was what everybody describes as a gentle soul. Um, he was a smart kid, got his degree in three years, so he played two, and then he went to Portland in the draft and then came back and finished his degree. Um, you know, it's, uh, but it's a kid who needed a, a really good support system around him. The NBA did not go as well for him as I'm sure he would have hoped. Uh, four seasons, bits and pieces of four seasons, uh, started with Portland, traded to Sacramento, and then back to Portland. Um, and then, you know, COVID hits. And the thing about COVID is it isolated people from each other. And when Caleb probably needed his support system the most, he kind of walked away from it. And COVID didn't help in terms of, you know, the people who, you know, love him, wanting to be helpful to him. Um, were not as able to do that as they could have otherwise done so. And I saw that where you wrote today that some of the people at Portland maybe felt they could have done more. Um, uh, it's probably a little harsh because I don't think he was open to it. It doesn't seem like he was open to it. Yeah. And you can't really force someone to take help. Um, but in the end, you know, Biggie's problems were, you know, primarily a mental health issue. Um, that, you know, some people knew needed to be righted hurt on um, constantly. And, you know, in the end, he kind of walked away from it and, uh, you know, lost his discipline, got big again because that's his nature. Um, but it's, it's, it's really a tragic end to what could have been, you know, such a great story. It, it, I mean, it's it's kind of a strange thing. He only lived to 25, and that's unquestionably tragic because I feel like he had so much good he could have given. And yet, when you read his backstory, you wonder how he ever made it to 16. Right. Jerry Palm, CBS Sports, with us. We're talking about Caleb Swanigan, passed away this week at the age of 25. Purdue guy who grew up in the state of Indiana. His father died when he was 14. Caleb was 14 when his dad passed away. His dad had battled addiction and was uh, obese. He uh, was heavier than 500 pounds. When Caleb was in the 8th grade, he was 6'2", 360. When he got to the NBA, Jerry, he and when he was at Purdue, he stayed in shape. Um, yeah. Y- yeah y- you know, he must have had to work incredibly hard to be in that kind of physical condition. Yeah, and and he did. He had to to get into that shape, and he grew quite a bit too because he's six, eight, or nine when he got to the NBA. Um, it's just a remarkable work ethic, um, and the discipline it takes to have that work ethic. I mean, it was it was just he needed that, and and people created an environment where he could do that, and he was very successful. And then when things finally went sideways for him, and basketball, at least as a player, didn't really look like an option for him anymore, and then COVID hits. I just think that was a um, a toxic combination uh, in that young man's life, and unfortunately, he could not overcome it. Yeah, I think, you know, when when I uh, talked to the employee today that, you know, again, 
I'll echo what you said. I think it's it's incredibly difficult if somebody doesn't want help. You can identify the problem. You can try to give them help. If they don't want help, you're just not going to reach them. And I think that's going to be difficult. For those following the draft, Jabari Smith Jr. from Auburn goes to Houston, number three overall. Now it is the Sacramento Kings on the clock at number four. Uh, we're watching the draft, Jerry, and when K- when Caleb Swanigan was drafted by the Blazers, he was a first-round pick. That had to feel like a major win in the Purdue family because of yeah. what he had been through. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, you know, Caleb getting a shot at the NBA, period. But being a first-round pick, a first-team All-American, um, you know, the, what he had made himself, uh, coming out of, you know, really anybody who exceeds at that level, you know, that's tremendous. But from where he came to be that kind of a player uh, and that kind of a, a teammate, I mean, really, it was tremendous. And it's, it's such an uplifting story, which is, you know, any young man dying, you know, at age 25, it, at some level is tragic. Um but what makes this feel especially tragic is what he had to overcome to be what, you know, we saw the greatness in him, what was, what was possible in him. And then it went away and it went away so quickly. It's, it's, it's really just stunning how it, how it all came out. Jerry Palm, CBS Sports is with us. Um, I, I know that the medical examiner said natural causes I suspect we're gonna we're gonna learn later as the autopsy is performed that that you know Caleb was battling some demons. He'd always battled weight. There was mental health uh, had become an issue. Um, you know I don't think any of this makes it easier for anybody. But is there anything we can take away from this as as regular folks? You know, do we need to check in on each other? Do we need to to yeah. pay attention? Yeah, like, get, what's the win yeah. here if there's a win at all? Yeah, I just. You know, keep keep your radar up for people who might be struggling. Check check in on people. You know, try and give people you suspect needs help the help that they can get. Um, you know, as for what might come out later with Caleb, you know, now the coroner has said natural causes. I mean, natural causes is kind of a catch-all. Yeah. It just means there wasn't a specific disease like cancer. There wasn't anything sinister, um, you know, like a drug overdose or you know, a gunshot wound. I mean, you know, something that's not really obvious. It just probably means his heart gave out. There may not even be an autopsy once right. he's declared the death as natural causes. So there may not be much more that comes out other than maybe some of the circumstances of how he was living before he died. But um, it's, uh, yeah, just, you know, make yourself available to, to the people you love in case they need you. Jerry Palm, CBS Sports, uh, Purdue guy joining us okay so uh college athletics uh, you know has a lot of things that are uh changing and shifting in your mind what what is the question you want answered in the next uh in the foreseeable future when it comes to sort of the trajectory of the ncaa and power fives and the playoff and all that yeah uh, for me it's going to be um how name image and likeness very quickly turned into pay for play <laughs> and is that something that the NCAA or some governing body somewhere is going to be able to rein in? And I'll just give you a little Purdue perspective on it. Purdue was recruiting Nigel Pack from Kansas State, first team, um, all Big 12, and freshman from Indianapolis. 
uh, to come fill what would be a big role for him, and he would have had like a Carson Edwards role in Purdue's offense. It's a great fit. Then Miami came along and threw $800,000 at a car at him uh, for two years, and he went there. You can't blame him. I mean, you know, but Purdue's not – I don't know if Purdue will ever pay its entire team $800,000. But they, you know, for Purdue, it's not even in their DNA, this kind of thing. So they've been slow to ramp up the whole NIL thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they end up – that's a guy they lost uh, because of this. But the $800,000 was clearly not name, image, and likeness. This is a pay-for-play thing. And this is just one example. There are yeah. dozens of these. Um, but the thing that really struck me about that was that he did not announce his commitment to the school. The school did not announce his commitment to the school. A lawyer did. Like he was announcing a contract. It sounded like a transaction off the MLB wire. You know, we signed an Idle Pack to an $800,000 contract and a car to play two years for Miami. <laughs> it's, it's like, okay, now lawyers are announcing commitments. Something is not right here. Um, but, you know, that's – so to me, it, it's, it's hard to have competitive balance if that kind of thing is going to run rampant. Um, you know, all of that said, I'm in favor, I'm in favor of the players getting to, uh, um, you know, getting some money, you know, getting to earn uh, uh, a living doing this because, you know, it's, it's the American way. So – you know, I, I, don't, I don't really have a problem with it, but uh, um, if the NCAA hopes to have some, you know, competitive balance, this has got to have some boundaries. Well put. Jerry Palm, CBS Sports, thank you for joining us to talk about and honor Caleb Swan again and his story. I appreciate you, my friend. you got a good heart. All right. Thanks for having me on. Jerry Palm, there he is, CBS Sports. Uh Number four, Sacramento, with the fourth pick, has selected Keegan Murray from Iowa. The Blazers not far away at number seven. We'll have it in the next segment. I want you here. Leave it here. We interrupt this podcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face Truth. Hey, sorry to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.